When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. FM 104's Select Irish with Louise Ty. Select Irish on FM 104 and I'm joined by Colin McAnumara. Hello. Hello, how's it going? Good. Now every week we chat to an artist about the first gig they ever went to. What was yours? Well, uh, I, as a kind of like a rock and roll gig, I'm thinking it might have been the SFX and it was I think it was a band called Mama's Boys. Yeah, they were kind of like... Uh, yeah, rockers. Did you go on your own? Was this a gig you chose to... I probably would have gone with some friends, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, but I would have been maybe 14 or 15 or something. Yeah. At that point, had you started music yourself? Yeah, I would have been playing since I was about seven or... Yeah, seven, I think, when I started playing. Go to music lessons and my everybody in my family plays something as well. So. Yeah. So what was yeah. it about the gig that stuck with you? Um, I suppose the volume um, and also the whole idea of like, you know, I suppose uh, <laughs> uh, like a room full of rockers headbanging, uh, you know, it was, it was quite an experience, you know, when you're in a, in a, in a, in a, that, that kind of um, proximity and intensity is, it's amazing, isn't it? Did you ever think of going into rock yourself? <laughs> well, I suppose um, I kind of, did in a way with the mm, frames and true. stuff uh, so yeah I ran off with the circus a couple of years later so I mean it, it, you know uh, it was only maybe it was probably the same year I would have started busking on Grafton Street anyway so okay. and it's through then that I bumped into Glenn and you know and then that the frames started a few years later then. What was busking like at that time because I think it's changed quite a bit since then. Well, I suppose the biggest change is that there is no amplification, yeah. um, which, you know, 
call me old fashioned, but I would definitely <laughs> uh, favour just as regards um, it's not as intrusive and you know you don't take over and also it means that you kind of um, I think you need to be better uh, to get people's attention you know so people lean in and whereas now people kind of lean back um, and I think you know um, you know you could kind of have more buskers on the same street as well because um, you wouldn't be kind of drowning each other out. So there was quite a, there was a quite a, um, uh, an organised kind of um, schedule as regards, you know, you'd kind of agree between different players to that you'd, you know, play a certain pitch mm-hmm. between certain times. And of course, there was plenty of drama as well. We got arrested a couple of times and everything. What did you get arrested for? Well, uh, at the, uh, officially, I think it was part of the Vagrancy Act, which I think has been repealed since. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that the, the classic thing is because we used to draw so much of a crowd. Okay, is that you know you'd be causing an obstruction mm-hmm. and then blocking um, the roads. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the the shop owners would wouldn't be too happy about that, and uh, also apparently the you know crowds draw pickpockets and you know all that yeah. sort of thing. So they like to keep the river of the street moving. So that's the general way it works. Right, but for an act, that's actually a really nice thing to happen. I think to have so many people want to hear you. No, it was great. It was really. I mean, it was. It was kind of. I think once I'd started busking, it was kind of case of I, um, <laughs> my interest in school, shall we say, uh, fell mm. by the wayside. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I was kind of yeah. So I kind of experienced real life, and I was keen to get into it. As, you know, full time. <laughs> At that point, you chose music, as did music chose you. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely that, and. Um, and also, there's something very powerful about playing with your peers. Yeah. Um, so I was playing, our, our school band was a band called Keela, who are still going, obviously. Yeah. And um, so um, all the lads, we were, in, we were in school together. So, um, yeah, so just the whole idea of, like, we would have been going to Slogan, Feshes and stuff like that, and yes. then busking at the weekend. and So it was a great, I think, and from having kids myself now, I just know that, you know, music kind of, takes on a life of its own when you start playing with people of your same age, you know, as opposed to kind of going to lessons and having to practice and all that. And obviously you know? you're, you're chatting about busking and you've done a lot of music up to that point, but what was your own first gig? Oh, um, well, my, my own solo gig, or I would have played with them. Um, I remember, <laughs> it's funny, I remember opening up for uh, playing with a, a singer-songwriter called Mark Dignam. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a, a band called the Green Band at the time, mm-hmm. and we opened up for uh, Aslan on the back of a truck in the Janelle Shopping Centre. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and that in Finglas, I think. So that was in about nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, nineteen eighty, maybe nineteen eighty-eight. And then, the, yeah. yeah, what did that feel like? Oh, it's great, you know, it's amazing, you know, um, just to get the idea of just looking from that side of the of the, the curtain, you know, um, um, it was very exciting. And um, obviously, Aslan were massive. They were probably at their peak fame at that time. Um, so it was a great, a great buzz. And then, you know, to within maybe 18 months of that, I... Um, uh, I, was, I suppose it started with the frames then and um, then we were you know within six Constantly. months we were over in London making our first record so. Amazing. 
Have you a favourite performance from all of them? Uh, there's so many. There's so many. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like different uh, reasons, eras, you know, mm-hmm. with with different lineups. So you had uh, obviously there's standout moments, like you know, um, playing Witness and and Electric Picnic, who had some great gigs there. Um, Marley Park, I think, was their biggest show at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting to play, I mean, over the years we've played the Sydney Opera House and we played, oh, nice. kind of, you know, uh, Radio City and, you know, we played the Greek Theatre in, in LA and all these kind of iconic, iconic places. Um, yeah, so it's been been quite the, quite the journey. Have you documented them for yourself, even? Um, I, I, not really. I mean, actually, mm-hmm. I have kept most of the passes. Um, so I probably have, I have a kind of a big bag of, um, my um, <laughs> my passes, which nice. I promised to put into a frame at some point. <laughs> we all do that. We all have. Yeah, these yeah, that exactly. One day they'll they'll yeah. end up somewhere else. <laughs> the clutter, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think we all have one of those boxes for sure. <laughs> but you're going to appear on other voices. It was back on Thursday night. You're going to be in episode five on March the twenty eighth. But what else are you up to at the moment? Well, I'm. Um, what am I up to? I'm writing music, lots of music at the moment. So I'm kind of in my um, in my hidden away um, in the the, the Gareth sort of phase where um, I'm writing music for uh, an album inspired by a Colin McCann novel called The Paragon, which is set in Israel and Palestine, which is very topical. But um, it's a novel that came out a few years ago, and I actually travelled to um, the West Bank and Israel with Colin. Um, and we met the men over there that he wrote the novel about. They're two breed fathers, one Palestinian and one Israeli, and they, they're best friends, and they travel the world telling their daughters stories. One was killed by a suicide bomber, and the other killed by an Israeli soldier outside her school. Mm. And um, so they they uh, they founded uh, an organization called the Parent Circle, which is bereaved families from both sides of this community to get together and um, as they put it, they use their grief as a weapon to end the occupation. So, you know, so it's it's very timely. So that's what was what that experience American. like? Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was very overwhelming. Um, you know, we spent maybe eight or nine days traveling between and across the, the through Israel and Palestine and um Met incredible people, and we went on um, visited refugee camps, um, the Aidu refugee camp, and um, 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 the, the, another one up in Nablus. Um, it was uh, we went on a amazing spent the day one of the days with um, a group called Breaking the Silence, which is um, former members of the IDF um, who um, basically came out and broke the silence of telling, started telling the truth about what they used to do and what their job was when they were in the army. Um, so it was very forensic. We went on a trip around the West Bank with them and they showed us exactly how systemic the kind of settlement process is happening over there. So it's very, I think as Irish people, with any sense of knowledge of history, of our own history, um, there are so many parallels Yeah. as regards, but, you know, Visitors coming in and setting up in your garden and suddenly your garden isn't there anymore and suddenly you're being pushed out of your house and, you know, so, um, and not having any agency and they're being kind of, you know, 
No more than a Catholic not being able to own a horse once upon a time. It's, there are all these similar echoes um, for Palestinians at the moment, you know. Yeah, and stories that need to be told. Absolutely. Yeah. And I suppose it's with it, I think it's the biggest thing is a sense of responsibility to, to talk about um, it. I think that's what I came away with. So um, it's important that we tell people. Yeah. Is it nice to turn that into music? Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, I actually, when I was heading over there, I had no intention of, you know, I had no inkling that I was over actually there. And we were traveling with a group called Narrative Four, which Column set up, which is an empathy um, organization that works with schools and across the world. So it's an international organization. So we were visiting schools in Palestine and, and Israel. And um, so I was there um, with that group. So I, I was actually just so quite unexpectedly <laughs> musically thunderstruck while I was in Jerusalem and yeah. up in Nablus as well. And so the first piece of music arrived when I was over there. And then since then, it's been a case of finding the time for it to... So this is... Uh, now it's finally the time, five years later, to, to, to finish the record. When are we likely to hear it? Well, hopefully by the end of the year. That's, right. that's my plan, yeah. Great. Right. You also have another piece of work in motion, don't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a... Um, there's a Theo Dorgan poem about Amergan. Amergan was the first poet in Ireland, you know. Um, but uh, he came from Spain back in the day. Now, this is kind of like in um, pre, prehistory, in mythic times. Um, so the Milesians came up from Spain and supplanted the, the Tuajadanan. Um, so the poem that Theo wrote is a, a conversation between, a dialogue between Amergin coming with the Milesians as an invader of Ireland and uh, a poetess, uh, a woman poet of the Tuajadanan and Eru, and they have a conversation. And through the conversation, um, Eru comes to the acceptance that Tuajadanan will move to the underworld. So it's an amazing poem. So we did it at the Kilkenny Festival about two years ago. And so, I mean, the nature of theatre is that if you're not in the room, you know, um, it's like it never happened. You kind of miss out, yeah. <laughs> so so I got, uh, thankfully, uh, we applied for some funding. Um, so we got some funding to make, turn it into a recording. So yes. that would be more available for people to hear. So that's, we're working on that as well. So where's the best place people can keep up to date with everything you're doing? Um, I suppose Kulamakanumura.com is, um, you know, I'm also socials, um, you know, you'll find me. Just uh, just look for a very long surname. <laughs> Brilliant. Starting with Cullum. <laughs> it's probably BB. Excellent. And then you're also on Other Voices on RT2 on March 28th. Colin McAnumura, yeah. thank you so much for chatting you're to very us. Welcome. You're very welcome. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.